In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hiro Onoda was a soldier in the Japanese army in World War II. He was stationed on an island near the Philippines during the war, and while most of the men he fought with were eventually captured or retreated, Hiro didn't. He remained on the jungle island that was his post, refusing to believe the rumor that the war had ended for another 30 years. Hiro, even after meeting other Japanese people who told him the war had ended years ago, refused to leave his post without an order from his commander. So in 1974, the Japanese government finally tracked down Hiro's commanding officer from 30 years before, and he ordered Hiro to cease all military functions. Hiro Onoda failed to realize for 30 years that he was no longer living in the time of war. Part of making sense of our existence involves checking the time, understanding when we are. St. Paul in his letter to the Romans is sketching a sweeping panoramic of God's work throughout history. From a certain vantage point, he's trying to get the church in Rome to understand the when of their existence. It's not back then in the time of the patriarchs. It's not the age of Moses and the law. No, they are living Anno Domini, the year of our Lord, and that changes a lot of things but it doesn't change everything. As we've seen the last few weeks in the parables of the kingdom, the kingdom of God that Christ unveils is a patient one. It is evolutionary, not revolutionary. We've also seen in these parables that the unveiling of the kingdom invites hostility. The devil chokes the seeds, steals the seeds, invades the field of the seeds. One implication of the parable of the wheat and the weeds is that as the kingdom continues to grow and manifest, so too does the confusion sown by the devil. The more the kingdom emerges, the more hostility is aroused. I think it is just this paradox that helps explain St. Paul's use of Psalm 44 in this section of Romans 8. Here's St. Paul undertaking to explain the inexplicable love of Christ, using every metaphor at his fingertips to describe the indescribable reality of Christ's enduring and unending love for his church. And in the midst of this explanation, he reaches back to the Hebrew scriptures to help firm up the foundation of his main point. But bizarrely, out of all the scriptures he could have chosen that would lend toward an argument of God's unfailing love, St. Paul uses one of the most intensely distraught psalms of complaint. The first third of Psalm 44 is a wistful remembrance of how God worked to bring about the establishment and flourishing of Israel. The psalmist speaks with clarity and heartfelt faith that it was not through military prowess or strength that Israel inherited the land of promise. It was your right hand, your arm, and the light of your face, for you loved them, the psalmist says. The psalmist doesn't just stay in the past. He goes on, You are my king and my God. In God we make our boast all day long, and we will praise your name forever. But then the psalm takes a hard right turn. But now you have rejected us. You gave us up to be devoured like sheep. You sold your people for a pittance and gained nothing from their sale. I live in disgrace all day long, and my face is covered with shame. There are many passages of scripture that echo these emotions, but almost all of them are intertwined with recognition of Israel's failure. Psalm 44 is different. All this had come upon us, though we had not forgotten you. We had not been false to your covenant. Our hearts had not turned back. Our feet had not strayed from your path. For your sake we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. The psalm ends, We are brought down to the dust. Our bodies cling to the ground. 
Rise up and help us. Rescue us because of your unfailing love. Why does Paul quote from this psalm as he expounds on Christ's unmitigated love? In part, it's because Paul knew what time it is. He understood that though the unveiling of the kingdom had begun, it had yet to be consummated. He recognized that the great day of the Lord of which the prophets spoke so often is the church age, bookended by Christ's incarnation, crucifixion, resurrection, and ascension on one end, and his glorious return on the other. Unfortunately, I think much of American Christianity has made the Hiro Inuda mistake in the reverse. In falling prey to the myth of progress, we've conflated our comfort and happiness with following Jesus and assumed that the hope of heaven is simply the American dream on steroids, a three-car garage and a pool out back. We seek to avoid suffering at almost any cost, and it's because of this that we are so confused by St. Paul's use of Psalm 44 here. Paul, on the other hand, understands something deeply mysterious is at work in the suffering of the apostles in the church. It's almost as if the seed of Christ's own suffering and death has been sown throughout the soil of the church. The psalmist is correct that suffering in this life isn't always a sign of punishment. In fact, it can be quite the opposite. For your sake, we are killed all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. Yes, says St. Paul. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's great mercy, to offer true and proper worship. How? By getting goosebumps at the right part of the song? By having your mind tickled with fascinating teaching? No, by offering your bodies as living sacrifices. Paul recognizes that his own suffering and the suffering of the church is a participation in the mystery of Christ bringing life out of death. And to tie this into last week's texts, Paul understands this to be the pearl of great price, the treasure hidden in a field that he will get no matter the cost. We are living in strange times, but not even for a tenth of a second has Christ abandoned his church. There is nothing that can separate us from Christ's love, and it is precisely because of a love so furious, so all-encompassing, that we can enter into suffering without fear or despondency.